I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. This week, oh God, I'll have to try and say this without crying. Um, I'm really emotional this week. It marks the year anniversary of Caroline Flack's death. And we'd like to dedicate this episode to her. And there's not really much else I can say other than, Caroline, you really are missed. And the TV landscape is a lot less lighter and has a lot less laughter in it without you. I am joined today by the gorgeous Olivia Atwood. Welcome, buddy. Hi, babes. Thanks for having me. Oh, don't be so daft. I'm so pleased we could make it work. I know you're a very busy lady. Well, normally, I mean, not so busy at the moment. <laughs> My schedule's yeah. a bit more available right now. Do you know what? Obviously, on a like international scale, I'm very upset about the pandemic. I feel very sorry for everyone. On a very in like close and selfish scale, I've been cleaning up on the podcast front. Because no <laughs> no one's got anything to fucking do. Honestly, I'm just like inundated. People are coming to me. I feel like the boss. It's a great time <laughs> to be a podcast host, to be fair. It's a great well, honestly, time. I've got some big names coming up here, mate, because everyone's boring. I'm thinking, fuck this. If this pandemic can just be eked out just a tiny bit, I might get two series walloped. Mate, you're living the dream. (laughs) I'm absolutely over the moon to have you. I just want to know, I'm going to dive in with the big questions. How are you and Brad finding lockdown together? We we go through, Joe's, we go through a couple of days where it's like grey and it's lovely. Mm. And then the next day, they just breathe too loud and you're like, no. Yeah. Sorry, no. no. I'm done, hon. I'm single. Honestly, mate, I fuck, I completely identify. Like, I have moments with Erkan when, obviously, you're, I'm relying on him a lot at the moment for, like, emotional support and stuff, which is weird. Yeah. Just, I am quite independent normally, but we're just in each other's pockets. So some days I'm like, God, I couldn't cope without you. I love you so much. <laughs> and then it's like, you say, one, one moment he just has to do something and I'm like, get out. Just I get know. out and don't come back please (laughs) it's just like i always say right it just sounds really awful but i do think one of the keys to like a really healthy relationship is space (laughs) which just sounds so wrong but and i feel like especially brad and i like our relationship has been very much built off space because you know our job like takes us here there and everywhere football Mm. takes him there here there and everywhere so we always have had quite a lot of space and quite a lot of time to miss each other. And then now it's like, we don't have that. So yeah. it's kind of changed the whole like structure, which I'm sure, you know, half the world's facing the same thing. 
the structure of your relationship has changed. We're together, you know, like every minute of the day and it's a lot. It's a lot. Even if you love them, it's a lot. I know. And I think like the dynamics of all our relationships have changed as well. Mm -hmm. Like it's like you see, we've gone from, I, I completely identified myself by my career. Yeah. You know, I mean, like doing great TV shows and being a busy person and rushing here and rushing there. Mm -hmm. And actually like when all of that's taken away from you, I've had this, I've had to sort of sit and think like I lost, I did, I lost a real sense of self. Yeah. Um, and Urkan's not working either. So I think we've both been really lost. Yeah. And it has some, I think sometimes we support each other and it's great living. I think like I say, God, I'm so pleased I'm here with you when I'm yeah. not like on my own. But other times I'm like, God, just get out from under my feet. <laughs> Like, that is it, isn't it? it it's, it's basically the same thing. It's like, it's the thing that keeps you sane and drives you insane. That they're both things, <laughs> do you know what I mean? That That is the perfect way to put it. And I feel like I'm like with you, like, you know, you say, like, especially in our industry, you, you base you get really bad addicted to like being busy and you base yeah. how well you're doing in your career of how many days out of the week am I going to a shoot, to a show, to a a red carpet and then they say suddenly when your calendar is like well basically empty you think oh that's it my job's over but it's not it's because the whole world has come to a standstill and then mm. I have the opposite thing I mean luckily I think for us because otherwise we'd literally push over the edge football has continued in this second lock second third how many lockdowns we're on third lockdown so mm. he's still at training the games are still going on yeah. so he'll just sit on an evening and be like god I'm so like like lucky that my job's like still just going I'm like oh, that's so nice what, what's that like <laughs> for you hon for you and he's like oh so, he's like, I feel so lucky to get to go to work I'm like mm, cool have fun hon but that does buy me a bit of time during the day when he's not here so yeah I mean yeah. I mean, it's probably the best for both years if you think about it, really. Yeah, 100%. And do you know what's nice? Like, I didn't know where you were going to go with that, but I got this real feeling where it's like, it's so lovely he's actually grateful. Because mm. I bet you there's, I know loads of people who are sitting complaining that they've still got to work. Yeah, no, he, I mean, he's just, I mean, well, we've had the last year of him off with his injury, so he's mm. only newly back. And so I think he's not taking anything for granted and, He's obviously obsessed with his job and playing football. And when he wasn't playing football, because he was injured. So during the first lockdown, he was recovering from injury. And obviously, mm. you know, everything came to a standstill. He wasn't training. So it was really difficult because he's like missing that buzz and like missing being around the boys. So he was, it was much more difficult. Yeah. No, he's yeah. very grateful. Sort of like a double punch in the dick for poor Bradley. Basically. Do you ever call him Bradley or is he Brad? Is he Bradley when he's in trouble? No, he's not. He's just... He's dickhead when he's in trouble, probably. Um, <laughs> wanker. <laughs> Prick. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's, it's Brad Bradders, or just sometimes Bradley. Yeah, not when he's in trouble, though. Yeah, more expletives when he's in trouble. Prick. Bradders. <laughs> Can we swear on this podcast? Because I'm just doing it anyway. <laughs> oh, Liv, welcome to Vicky Patterson's Secret yeah. 2. Nothing is floating out of bones. <laughs> well, I mean, we had it like when I was filming the show just a few months ago. When we had the 10 o'clock slot, so I was like, what's the swearing deal? They're like, yeah, you can swear, but obviously, like, don't take the mic. And then it was like two episodes yeah. in. They're like, Liv, we are well out of swear word, like, allowances. Like, you are effing in C word. I'm like, God, really? That bad? They're like, wait till you watch episode one. You're, and I watched it. I was like, oh, my God. I've got the, I'm like a sailor. It's actually, it's vile. 
Yeah, I'm trying to work on it. Don't be daft. You're preaching at the choir here. I mean, if you're wanting me to tell you to clean up your little potty mouth, it's not going to happen. No, it's the wrong person to ask, isn't it? Yeah, wrong person. I'm just going to continue to encourage whatever's happening right now because I love it. Um, I wanted to ask, like, I know you're a girl from down south mm. and now you're, ba- you're based up north. My, mm. Well, not particularly my neck of the woods, but do you know what I mean? We're getting there. We're getting we're there. Get, we're, we're on ha- our way up there, yeah. <laughs> not yeah, far. Come on. About an hour away. How are you finding it? How's how's been settling into life up north? Do you know what? So I feel like I get asked this question a lot and I always say the same thing. Brad and I are obviously both from down south. We're not too far from each other originally where we come from. And obviously he made the move up here before me slightly. And it was a it was a weird adjustment. It was. It, it you know, there was like six months where I thought, I'm never gonna get used to being not down south. Like cause you all know, because you've now like you're the perfect person to speak to because you've you know both areas so well. Yeah. So it's like, they are different. The people are different. The vibe's different. But I love it. It took yes. me about six months. And I absolutely, I I sound like, I think that people think I work for like Manchester Tourism Board, the way I talk about it. Honestly, <laughs> I, it's, you know, it's not even just Manchester. It's kind of like everything north of, say, Birmingham. People are just so much nicer. Everyone talks to you. Everyone's so friendly. Like when I first moved up here, you used to be in a coffee shop and someone just be like, oh, you're right. Like, I'd be like, you're in London. If someone speaks to you, you're like, what do you want? Draw a bag, draw a phone. Like, why are you talking to me? Everyone, they're just nice. They're friendly. You know, everyone's interested, but not in like a nosy way. It's like everyone's just nice to each other. And everyone like gasses each other up, like in a way that I didn't, I've not found in the South. Like the friends you've made up here, like they're genuinely like so supportive and they're happy when their mates win. It's like, a, it's a real like, it's warmth a community that feel, you don't isn't it? yeah it's like yeah. a warmth that you don't and look i'm not talking i'm not gonna you know dig out the south because that's where i'm from it's a proud time i love it it's our home but people are just warmer up here and there's a there's a vibe like you know well a night out feels like a distant fucking memory but on a night <laughs> out everyone's up for it aren't they like everyone <laughs> is like attacking the night out with like everything they've got <laughs> Whereas when you go out in London, it's like, you know, one, it's very pretentious. Half the club are kind of like there just to be there. The other half don't want to be there. Whereas when you go out in Manchester or Newcastle, Liverpool, everyone who's out is going for it. Like going for it. Like it's their last night out of their life. And I love that. I can get on board with that. Yeah. Honestly, mate, like I am... obviously so proud of the northeast but the north in general like and to hear you talk about it i was like beaming with pride like you were talking about me first born i was so happy i love like living in essex and i love like obviously it's just convenient for me work but again i've met urkan down there and cultivated such a nice life for myself like family like his family friends like i just love it but yeah i'll always be a geordie girl at heart and i went to uni in liverpool yeah so I, I was always nipping across to Manchester and like I think on sort of like one of my first nights out man I managed to meet Scotty Thomas so, did you that is crazy <laughs> yeah so I've known Scott for like literally about 10 years or something so um like whenever I think of Manchester I think of the Thomas brothers I think of good <laughs> nights out I think of great restaurants and yeah like I just thought I'm so pleased you've settled in because I knew you'd love it but it's so funny you mentioned Thomas Brothers because Scott, like, he's been great. When I first moved up here, he helped me out loads with, like, recommendations mm. and I'll go here, go there, whatever. I think even Alien came down was like, 
describe Manchester, you just like show the Thomas brothers. You'd be like, here, you three, just go. <laughs> that would be like, that's, there you go. That's, they're like the, the poster boys of Manchester, aren't they? <laughs> Absolutely. Like the princes. No, honestly, yeah. I love, could, I'm sure they're going to come on in the next, they want to come on the podcast, get on this live as a three. I mean, it's no, a lot, I'm terrified. It? It's a lot. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm just one tiny little woman. Like, how am I meant to control the chaos that those three bring? I'm if terrified. anyone can do it, it's you, Vic. It's you. Oh, thanks, mate. But honestly, I'm fucking losing sleep over it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm so pleased you're happy. I'm so pleased you're settled. And even in like your personal life, live like you've had some ups and downs with your with romance and boys. So yeah. it is so nice to see you finally found your prince, mate. I, you know, I. And don't get me wrong, I'm always like, you know what I'm like, I'm so open on social media. I always make sure when people sort of write me and they go, oh, you and Brad are so perfect. I'm like, mate, like, technically, you know, I I feel like I'm so happy where we are now. But it took, you know, it took us a minute, like, to get there. (laughs) Like, we've been through some icky bits. Like, we've hurt each other. We, You know, we've gone through it all to kind of get to where we are now. It wasn't just like we met and it just fell together like that. It didn't. Um, And I'm always really honest about that. And I think... You know, sometimes I look back at some of the relationships I've been in and I mean, you probably do the same. You think back sometimes and you think, God, like I was so low and I was with, mm. you know, either it was low myself or I was dating some wanker. And you think, God, how did I actually get from there to here? Like, and you just feel kind of like really grateful, like grateful mm. in yourself, like you managed to sort of, you know, your journey's gone that way and grateful for the person even you're now with and you've met them because you just think one little decision your whole life could be different you know like you just oh, think goodness. god say you just i don't know had a baby with that boyfriend or married that boyfriend like where in those times of those moments you had those conversations with those ex-boyfriends and yeah. for some reason it just didn't materialize like that and you think thank god like thank god that i'm where i am now and not where I could have been going. It's mad, isn't it, when you really think about it? No, it's like, I have to believe, like, and I don't know where you are with this because sometimes I totally fucking put people off when I start going (laughs) on like this. So honestly, if you're not one of these people, just tell us and I'll shut up. But I have to believe in the universe to a certain extent. Good, thank God for that. I thought I was going to get met with some scorn. (laughs) Brad doesn't believe in that stuff. And when I talk like that, he kind of... He doesn't roll his eyes, but like, cause he, he's probably scared, but he definitely wants to roll his eyes. Like he's looking at me like, like I'm very big on, you know, writing down the manifestations and yeah. what I want and what my, what my dream. And I, I, that's over the last couple of years. And I, I really say to him, like some of the things that have happened, I've written them down, like in journals and I've actually described you know, what I dreaming of and what it's going to be like and what it's going to look like. And then when the things actually, come to reality I'm like to him I'm like I manifested that and he's like okay then he's like no you didn't you just someone just gave you a job like you didn't you didn't manifest it I'm like no I did I'm like I did (laughs) I manifested you to be a better boyfriend I did it myself with my notebook he's like you're a freak Honestly, Liv, I absolutely love this. I'm exactly the same, right? So last week I sat down for like two hours and became like Vicky Collard Patterson. Honestly, Was I Was this did, what you put um, on your story? Yes, my vision board. Did Amazing. Yeah, I saw it in the background. It just, I thought, that has taken some time. That has taken some fucking time. <laughs> so long. It's been like, I've been working on it for weeks, getting all my little photos printed out. That's amazing. Honestly, and I bought a vision board for Erkan. Has he done his live? No. Has he fuck? Has he fuck? I'm like, don't blame me when your dreams don't come true and I've got all the things I want because I told you to do your board. 
No, that, that's exactly. Even I, I mean, I haven't gone. I haven't got a vision board, but I just, actually, I've seen yours and a few other people's, and I, I think that's my next step. I mean, it's just God looks God. the bollocks, doesn't it? And I think to visualise things is really important. But I write in notebooks, and I bought. Brad has like three or four notebooks that I bought with him. Is there anything written in them? No, they're no. empty. <laughs> he did say he does now. Um, I mean, it's a step in the right direction. Like, he's really cruel laughing at him, but he um. He writes like now in his notes on his phone, like you know, like his. So it's not when I say manifesting. He'll write like twenty twenty one, like house football. I'm like anything in particular with the house, like what does it look like? Or he's like just want one, don't I? I'm like okay, football. And he's just like he's like just football, isn't it? Just like do good in football. I'm like write write that then. He's like, oh no, I think it's covered in the word football. I'm like, well, if it works for you, mate, I'm happy for you. It's very. It's very brief, but if it does the job, it's better than nothing. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss so we've got a long way to go for a mood board because we're on one word one words list right now but it's something you think you've got a long way to go like honestly like i ordered urkanish cork board off amazon i got him all of these little pins i said i'm like all you got to do is like work out what you want work out where your life wants to be in the yeah. next like year two years whatever and then like go on go and get inspo offline like images words do you know what i mean if you yeah, want to be yeah. kind of just print out that if you want to like house let's p- pick your dream house get that yeah. out. once you see it like your goals just become so much more achievable mm-hmm. i'm there giving them all this speech proper balls to the wall live right trying to inspire and motivate right do you want to know how many pictures he print made he sent me to print out <laughs> six 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 <laughs> pictures six i've got two vision boards with about 48 pictures on each he sent us six pictures <laughs> just a house and a dog oh i mean a i love them <laughs> i love them but like, a house and a puppy and like he wants to be in really good shape i was like oh can i fucking love the bones you mate but this is this is basic this is weak sauce. Oh my god, that is hilarious. That's just, just got him up, doesn't it? Yeah, he's just got a fucking board with a really big picture of a puppy on it at the moment. <laughs> I love him so much. Like a much. five-year-old art project. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but they're our five-year-olds. I know. <laughs> We were just talking about it before we started recording. It's so mad to think that both our fellas were spotty-faced teenagers on the Iron Apple Strip together. It's actually it's weird, isn't it? And like you say, you always <laughs> you hear all these stories back. about Brad and I, vice versa. And it's like, it's such a small world. Because they probably grew up together. I know, honestly, Erkan speaks so fondly of Brad all the time. It's so nice. Like, I feel like I know him. Um, yeah. And he does, like, he misses him loads. We'll have to have a double date when all this is over. Oh, we will 100%. I think they're both quite hurt that we haven't made that happen yet. 
They both mention yeah. it. Every time I see Erkan, he's like, when are we going to do this double date? I'm like, I'm, whenever and Brad's like, yeah, when are we going to do this double date? I'm like, just, I'm like, Vic and I are quite busy, you know, but we will make it work. <laughs> I feel like it's it's lovely that they're obviously dying for us all to get together as a fall. But also it's very illuminating that it's left to us to fucking do it. Oh, of course. It's like, you book it, you arrange it, book the Uber, book the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> just tell me where I'm going. Draw yeah. me a picture. Put it on the vision board. Maybe I should have put my double D on the vision board. This is going to be a picture of Brad on Urkan's vision board. And on Brad's list, he's just going to put Urkan. Well, or we'll Edge, see him calls him. Edge. Yeah. Oh, bless him. Do you know what, right? That is because... So I didn't understand why all of his friends used to call him Edge. I don't actually know just, this. So it, his name's Urkan, but that's the yeah. English way to say it. Like, he's, the way to say his name, like, te- really, because he's obviously Turkish separate, it's Urjan. So it's oh. Edge. It's just the start of that, I know. So we're so saying I'm it not really wrong. how it's meant to be said. Yeah, we're butchering it with our <laughs> dulcet British tones, I think. But he's never corrected us, so I've just gone with it. Just gone with it, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Sorry, if you're listening to this, Urkan, which I know you probably won't be because you're busy with your vision board, <laughs> um, I'm really sorry. <laughs> Do you, do, are you and Brad like chalk and cheese live? Because it looks a little bit like that when I watch your show. But like, you work, don't you? Yeah, I would, I would say, I, I say we have our moments where I'm like, oh my God, you and me are like the same person. When we like sort of, we like the same things and we can kind of bounce off each other. But yeah, in the way, in our actual genetic makeup and the way we handle life, where we look at things, yeah, chalk and cheese. I am so, I admit it, I'm so type A personality. I can be, quite highly strung I'm a warrior I think of the worst case scenarios and everything and Brad oh. is so laid back he's practically horizontal like just glides through life with his very Caught short list the best. Yes. <laughs> super chill doesn't doesn't worry um he's very calm and I think that is you know kind of essential I don't know about you guys but that that's what makes us work because he balances the yin and the yang. Like I kind of give him the foot up the arse he needs. He gives mm. me the sort of calming down that I need. So you in the past, I've dated other guys who were like like me, type A, highly strong. Yeah. And what do you get? It's just fireworks, headbutting at 24-7. Whereas mm. he's the first, Brad's the first, you know, boyfriend I've had, should say fiance I've had, where we don't have we rarely have those big bust-ups because we don't mm. clash like that. Because he kind of compliments me and I compliment him if that makes sense no it does like I know every relationship is different and this whole process is subjective and Mm. however anybody finds love I'm just so pleased for them yeah I believe the same thing that you like your core values like I believe you both have to like want to have kids or you both have to want to get married or you both have to not want those things like things like that there's no compromise on because you have to both be on the same path I believe that but when it comes to like how you approach life and um, think I think absolutely opposites attract. Like yeah. again, again, like I had boyfriends who were like million miles an hour, wanted the world and wanted it yesterday. Yeah. And like needed like just so and honestly, I, with me being the same, mm. like not only did we end up in a mad competition, not of my design, mostly yeah. of I'm sorry, I'm being really stereotypical, but quite a lot from the men here. Yeah. Um, and, and all the rest of it. And it, it just ended up being super toxic and unhealthy. Um, but with Erkan, Liv, like, and I know you get it, like, he's so kind and supportive and lovely and, like, just relaxed. Yeah. Like, and it calms me down because I have potential to be a little bit neurotic. 
What? No. I know, Stop. it's a shock to everyone, Liv. <laughs> No, I think you and me are quite quite similar in in a lot yeah. of ways, actually. But that is, I'm exactly the same. I can be, um, I, I think like I'm always in competition with myself as well. Like I beat myself up when it comes to like work and like you say, I want everything I want it yesterday. So mm. to have someone who isn't like that is so essential. Um, and that like you say, not trying to compete with you because they're in their own lane doing their own thing, which I think exactly. is I, I I know. I mean, God, you know that brand is going to be with forever but god forbid anything ever did go wrong and i was back on the fucking dating scene i would never ever date anyone from this industry again ever no like completely swear that because i think it just gets things just get like you said it can get very competitive and get kind of toxic and it's just nice to be with someone who is not who's they've got their own journey in their own lane and you've got yours and then you can come together and talk about it but you're not in it together yeah um, I get it. And it's lovely to have, like, that diff- that separate, like, those separate lives. So, yeah. I mean, not at the moment, I know it's, it's hard, but do you know when you've had, like, a nice day at work and you did yeah. a great shoot or you had a lovely interview or, I don't know, you you did something nice and you come home and he's telling you about your day and you're telling him about yours. Yeah. Like, it's just so normal nice. and nice, but when you're wrapped up in the same world and, like... I don't know, like, I used to feel like when I was dating people from my scene, if I was talking to them about it, there'd always be that hint of, like, jealousy, a little bit of com- underlying competition, and you'd think they're smiling on the surface, but deep down, I think they're a little bit jealous, and it just yeah. made things so uncomfortable. I know, and then they'd, like, there'd be, like, a little comment or something, which would just, mm. like, you know, I don't know, oh, I, I got a call about this show today, and they'd be like, mm, yeah, I turned that down, or did you something, and then that, that's it, that was it, World War Three would just break Boom. out, it's just like, yeah, it's just, that is so, and I think, to be fair, we're probably both generalising from the experiences we've had, there's probably exceptions of, of course. you know, people, you know, who you could date in the same work field as you, and it could work, but just, I have not experienced it. <laughs> No, I know. And you know what? Like, exactly like you say, that can be such, it can be much more a representation of the fellows we've gone out with. Or people listening might identify totally. Um, But yeah, I've found that having some differences with me partner really has worked. I think this is the healthiest relationship I've been in. I think what you have with Erica and what I have with Brad, I think, which is key, and it's not even down to what they do for jobs. I think what they do is irrelevant. It's that they're securing themselves to be happy for you, to watch you win. Whereas... Like you say, and again, generalising massively here because women are guilty of it too. Some yeah. men are not comfortable to like, you know, watch their partners do big, Rise great things. And and do, yeah, because they, mm. they, they don't want to be in the shadows. And that I use that like metaphorically, like, you know, because it doesn't necessarily mean they are. But they, you know, you need to have a partner who wants you to win and wants you to be the best person you can be. And they mm. are happy to kind of support you and vice versa. But unfortunately... And it, it, like I say, it's not just men, but more often not, it is men who are uncomfortable with, you know, the girlfriend being on a higher paycheck or whatever. Like, do you know what I mean? They have to be very mm. secure in themselves. Um, and that's key because, you know, yeah. big personalities, I've got a big personality, so it would need to be someone who is secure in who they are. Oh, absolutely. Like, I think of having confidence and a bit of like security and sense of self like mm. it goes so so far and often right Liv I've said this before for years right I assumed when I was looking for a fella not mm. that I was ever like out on the hunt or nothing like that you know what I mean I'm not I'm not that predatory but like <laughs> you do like you're always aware when you're single of dogs yeah. around and stuff like that or women whatever your preference and um 
I would always think, God, I need someone really confident. Mm. I need someone really successful and really secure. Not because I needed someone else's money or someone else's success for me. No. But because I thought they have to have their shit together to be Mm. able to deal with everything I want to be. And honestly, mate, I made that mistake over and over and over again before I realised what I was doing. More often than not, the loudest man in a room, the one who needs the most attention, the one who's commanding, is the most insecure. So true. So true. So true. Do you know how many times I made that mistake? It's because they sell the really good, like you say, the outside package is really shiny and polished. And it's like, I hate this whole Love Island phrase, but on paper, they're they're great. Like you say, but you say normally, like the louder the resume screams, actually the worse the person behind is. It's so true. So true. I think I'm so pleased now that we've both got one little happily ever afters. And it does sound as though you, well, it's definite, you are definitely a couple steps ahead of me in Urkan. How is wedding planning going? Do you know what? It's just, um, it's a weird one, isn't it? Um, yeah. Wedding planning's going well. We've got an amazing wedding planner. We, we're kind of, we're all systems go. And all I can really say now is we're like on a pause. Like mm. we've done everything we can do to this point. So my wedding planner, she's, you know, on furlough, the, the venue's shut. There's like this kind of, we've reached a point now where there's nothing more we can do. It's kind of a waiting game. And then we've basically just been having the conversation the last couple of weeks on and off, me and him just saying, look, do, do we pull the plug on this and push it into mm-hmm. 2022 or do we keep waiting? I'm, we've not made a decision. So for me to sit here and say I have would be wrong, but I'm, as the days go on, I, I just leaning more and more to pushing it. And if mm-hmm. it's because... I mean, I don't think any of us thought we'd be in this situation again now. I mean, Jesus, it's like, you just don't know. And it's like, I think even if we could get the wedding over the line in June with all the legal requirements, it's like, I'm losing the whole build up to it. There's going to be no dress shopping with the girls. There's going to be no hen do. There's going to be no stag do. Like, so even if we get to the wedding day and by that point, we're, you know, in some normality where we can do it, am I going to look back and think, "Mm." but I missed all the, li- yeah. the build-up because we was in and out of tier systems. So for me, and I think Brad feels the same way, I'm not one of these girls, like, you know, I, I understand why girls and brides are very upset. It's very upsetting, but for me, I'm I'm not like that. I, he, he's not going anywhere. We're not in a rush to have kids. There's not there's nothing, like, looming over me that's like, it has to be this year. To be honest, mm-hmm. if it's, like, if it's next year, it just gives me, like, another year to spend more money and be excited (laughs) and who doesn't love those two things exactly (laughs) Liv I'm gonna I'm gonna welcome you back in a part two and we'll go straight back in to talk and more things lovely wedding day um, and your exciting relationship maybe it's a little bit Love Island is that okay of course it is darling buzzing Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.